This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Modern Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cook. Today's episode is about asking and answering the enormous question of how will you measure your life? It sounds big and audacious, I know, but hang with me and I promise you'll take a nugget from this one. Reading is one of my superpowers. I make time daily in my work life to consume an article or a chapter of a nonfiction book. I usually learn something new a new fact, or a tactic to try. Incredibly rarely, something I read actually changes me. Seven years ago, I first stumbled on an article called How Will You Measure Your Life, written by the renowned Harvard Business School professor Clayton Christensen. The piece captivated me, and I credit it with setting me on a new path. Christensen, who has since passed away, offered me a sense of direction and clarity. I find many people around me are seeking the same thing right now, which is precisely why I'm revisiting a 10-year-old article with you today. When I first read this piece, I was an exhausted, overworked, always feeling guilty mom with a long commute and a need for something to change. Reading it helped me ask and answer some big questions for myself, not by telling me what to think, but how to think. Christensen's article applied big, wonky management concepts to the everyday business of humanity, and he did it so beautifully. Since I first read How Will You Measure Your Life, I've made a habit of rereading it once a year, and each year, I take something new from it. Today, in case you're one of those people sitting with these big questions, I'd love to share some of my favorite insights. If you've ever wondered how to maintain fulfillment balance, and integrity in your life and career, then this one's for you. Professor Christensen begins with an introduction to the work of Frederick Hertzberg, whose research in the mid-20th century taught us that money is not our most powerful motivating force. As money girl Laura Adams tells us, money can buy us happiness, but only to a point. To have emotional well-being, we need to have enough money to cover basics like food and shelter. A widely cited 2010 study set that bar at about $75,000 a year. Making more than that, data told us, didn't equate to more happiness. So if money doesn't drive happiness, then what does? According to Christensen, 
It's the opportunity to learn, to grow in responsibility, to contribute to the development of others, and to be recognized for your hard work and achievements. So ask yourself, are you having these fulfilling experiences in your work today? If you could use a bump, are there ways you can infuse more life into your work? Can you take on a project that might help you expand your thinking, your network, or your knowledge? Can you mentor someone whose success you would love to enhance? Can you publicly recognize a colleague who did you a small solid? Or are you ready for a change and you now realize you can afford to make it? Maybe you've always worked in corporate and you've dreamed of rolling into the nonprofit space, or you're being pulled in multiple directions and you want to transition to working part-time for a while, or there's that side hustle you always wanted to try or that degree you've always dreamed of getting. Unlock those golden handcuffs and free yourself to find joy in your work. For me, this meant finally stepping out of a job that felt heavy and taking that chance on starting my own business. I've never looked back. The next big question is, how do I maintain balance? This, Christensen explains, is really a question of how your strategy is defined and implemented. A company's strategy is determined by the types of initiatives that management invests in. If a company's strategy is to win by creating high-quality products, but it chooses to maximize its profit margin by using cheap materials to manufacture them, well, I think you can see why the strategy is doomed to fail. So the question here is what strategy have you defined for your life, and are you making the right investments to support it? To make the analogy work, Christensen imagines each important part of his life as a line of business, his career, his family, and his community. He wants each of them to succeed, so he allocates his investments, his time, his focus, his care, in alignment with that strategy. Allocation choices, he says, can make you turn out to be very different from what you intended. He goes on to observe that people who are driven to excel have this unconscious propensity to underinvest in their families and overinvest in their careers, even though loving relationships are the most powerful and enduring source of happiness. When I first read this, I knew my sense of balance was off, but I somehow felt powerless to change it. There was something in his framing about the allocation of resources that really hit me. I realized that my time is my investment portfolio, and I wanted to take ownership of it. Did I quit my job and start my business the next day? I assure you I did not. But this reframing was exactly the gift I needed to move from feeling constrained and trapped to feeling encouraged and ready to explore some options. I'm not suggesting you follow my path, but I'm inviting you to assess yours. Are you investing according to the outcomes you're hoping to achieve? Where have you possibly overinvested in work? and underinvested in the things or people that bring you joy. And finally, how do I keep integrity at the forefront? Ever hear of something called the marginal cost mistake? I hadn't. But it's the idea that most people who've fallen from grace, think Bernie Madoff, didn't wake up one day and decide to commit a major crime. A voice in our head says, look, I know that as a general rule, most people shouldn't do this. But in this particular extenuating circumstance, just this once, it's okay. The marginal cost of doing something wrong just this once always seems alluringly low. It suckers you in. 
Personally, I've never stood on the precipice of making a criminal choice, but this concept has shown up in my life in different ways. In my life today, for example, I stand firmly in the camp of respect and equality for every human being. If someone in my life, a client, a colleague, even a family member, makes an off-color joke or comment, I know it's easier to ignore it, just this once, but I won't. And having that clarity makes that choice so simple for me. Maybe your boss asked you to borrow a competitor's idea that you heard about, you know, just this once. Or maybe a friend needs a reference and wonders if you'll play the role of her former boss, but just for this one potential job. Think long and hard before you break the golden rule. Otherwise, your marginal cost mistake will stay with you. I still think about kids I didn't stand up for on the playground, and I can't change what's behind me, but I can be a version of myself going forward that the little girl in me would be proud of. And I wish the same for you. I hope these ideas have triggered some insight or courage or inspiration. May you be fulfilled and in balance and the most gleaming version of you. Have a question I can answer? Check out all the links in my bio for ways you can reach me. You can visit my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor Podcast page on LinkedIn, where I share exclusive tips, videos, and musings. Join me next week for an episode on how to be your own coach, because we all deserve to have one in our corner. Until then, thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.